Welcome to Success Superstars, episode number 77, and my special guest, Laura Swearinger. Hi. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me, Mark. You're welcome, and so glad for the audience to learn a little bit more about you and your success. Okay. But before we talk about that, speaking of success, you just went uh, on vacation to Steamboat. I did. I did. Uh, yeah, amazing. You know, I grew up in Colorado, so I know uh, Steamboat and a lot of the resort areas there. So It's beautiful. The mountains, the mm-hmm. rivers. I mean, oh my gosh, it is gorgeous there. Yeah, we love gorgeous. getting away there. Now, do you have any other vacations planned? Actually, we do. Uh, coming back for two weeks, and then 1st of August, we're heading on a Baltic cruise for three weeks. Awesome. I know. I know. Life is good. Yeah, it's it, amazing. It always slows down in August, so that's usually a really good time to vacation. Well, in Texas, it's in <laughs> it's hot, but in Texas, in August, it's really hot. It is. So it's a good it time is. to get away. Get away. So tell us a little bit about you know, what you did before real estate. Well, before I got into real estate, I was a systems analyst with Exxon, believe it or not, mm. which... I wasn't really crazy about that, and so after I, I got pregnant, I stayed home with the boys uh, for a little while mm-hmm. and decided I'd need something more than just being a, a mom. Right. So I felt like I really wanted to do something that I can help people and fulfill their dreams, so I thought right. real estate would be great. Yeah, and so you did that, and you're actually specialing more so in the luxury uh, I end do, of the market? I do a lot of luxury. Um, mm-hmm. I do all over the board, right. you know, uh, but I do a lot of luxury, yes. Yeah. What, what do you find different? Uh, in the luxury consumer uh, base, is, is there anything different? Um, I think so. Yeah, I mean they're um, they expect more. Mm-hmm. Um, they expect a little bit more than than the normal. Um, they expect a higher level of service. Yes, mm-hmm. a higher level of service. You better be when they're calling. You need to be answering the phone with when they call. Right. Um, even like their service providers, you know, people that would normally, you know, an electrician, that kind of thing. You got to think outside the box. So when I go talk to one of them. I might need a pooper scooper, right. or I might need, you know, a, a designer, or yeah. you know, something, yeah. something services. very different services mm-hmm. than than other people might yeah. think. Well, so as you started into real estate, yeah, let's go back to like your first year. Okay. In your first year, was it tough? You know what? I was having fun. My mindset was to at that time was let me just do this part time. I'll make some extra money, help people. Okay. And my husband traveled a lot then, so I thought, oh well, it'll be a lot of fun while he's gone. And once I started it, I'm like, oh, this is so not going to be part time. Right. My first year, I actually did really good. Right. Um, believe it or not, with two kids at home, I, I did very well. Right. Just started asking for business and really got into the kids' school at that time, and it just kind of really snowballed. So your first year was more around networking and the people you knew. Yes, and, absolutely. And then since then, how, how have you grown the business? Have you expanded to different lead sources or are you still uh, sphere-based? It, you know what? What comes around goes around, mm-hmm. so to speak, uh, with the cycle. When I first started, it was just all sphere of influence. You know, I, I was in the PTA. I was room mom. I was in their baseball. And right. everywhere I went, I wore whatever real estate company I was with. I wore the shirt. Oh, gosh, have you all heard about the real estate market? So I was always talking about it mm-hmm. while I was having fun. Um, then I decided I'm so busy. So I had to start and get a, an assistant. Then I was really busy and started getting a buyer's agent. From that, mm-hmm. it just grew. I mean, most of my career, I've had a very big team. Right. And then now I'm, I'm deciding I don't. It's just me and my husband now. I kind of right. got rid of all the other part of it, right. and I'm kind of refocusing basically on my sphere and referrals again. Yeah. In between time, I, I, I would buy a lot of leads, did door knock, for sale by owners. I mean, you name it, I've probably done it. Yeah. Now, going back to that first time <laughs> you hired an assistant. Yes. Was that tough? 
No, it actually wasn't because I was so busy. Mm -hmm. I was ready just to try to get something away so that I knew that I was uh, bumping a wall uh, without hiring somebody. I wasn't going to get any farther. I'm putting in the same amount of hours, the same amount of time, and I can't I can't propel forward. And you couldn't propel forward. So when no. you hired that assistant, did you find, you know, you immediately were able to delegate and then grow your business? Yes. Well, first I had to come up with, this was real kind of critical for me, um, is I always had, I always knew what I needed to do with every transaction. Right. But when you pass it off, I had to come up with a transaction coordinator, like checklist, right. when you're pending a file, and one for listing. And once I got that down and really kind of nailed it and made sure my assistant knew it, then I can get it off my chest. Because right. I could open the file at any time. I know where it is. I know what she did, what she didn't do, and that. So that helped me be able yeah. to let go. Yeah. So uh, letting go is, is obviously a key part of your success. Yes. You were able to successfully delegate and uh, focus on you know the activities that you know you, you were uh, excel at. So... Do you, do you have anything in your daily routine in terms of your approach to the business that's unique uh, or serves you very, very well? I don't know if it's necessarily unique. I mean, from, gosh, I've been doing it 27 years, so probably 25 years ago, um, I just learned you, you prospect a couple hours a day, mm -hmm. whether that's people you know, uh, whether it's past clients, whether it's you're calling for sale by owners, whether you're calling Zillow leads, you know, wherever your mm -hmm. lead sources are. and. You, you have to have more than one lead source if you're right. going to do good in the business. Right. So you're just you're call, making calls two hours a day. And I think what was critical for me is to stay in touch with all my clients and my sphere. Yeah. And, and so it's do you kind do of that? fun. Do you have a system to do that? Do you have a process to stay in touch? How do you keep track of all of that? Well, I had a database from day one, just mm -hmm. about. And so I've got my database in there. And I kind of came up with a list of, okay, I've got A, B, C, D. You know, clients, right, right. the A's are going to get called this many times a year. The B's are, you know, who's going to be called what kind? Right. So I just pull off my A clients and know that how many do I need to make in a month? Right. So I just take my numbers and work, kind of work it backwards. Right. And, and then, then. So you plan out the month and here's what you're going to do? I do. And then I do try to do note cards. Um, the one thing I have done that really helps if I get too slammed to stick with that is I do a lot of parties for my clients. Um, so tell us more about that. Are these kind of informal dinner parties? Or? Well, like I will take my A clients, my A and my A plus, and I do a client appreciation party once a year. Mm -hmm. And so they're all invited to my house. It's catered. Uh, it's right. anywhere from 75 to 125 people. Right. Um, a lot of my clients that had kids didn't show up for that because we serve alcohol, and right. I don't. I'd rather not have children there. So that's a big that's a big event, right. and everybody loves it. You know, we, right. they're sitting on the patio, they're all mm -hmm. around the house, everybody's mingling. So that's a lot of fun. So then after I did that for so many years, I decided, you know what? Some of my clients with kids aren't coming, so I need to figure out what to do with that. So then I did a Santa Claus uh, pictures with Santa party. Mm -hmm. So they came, they got their pictures with Santa. Uh, they got they get to they get to take it home with them, and right. then we can use their cell phone and take as many as they want. And we had like four crafts for the kids and snacks. And so right. they loved it. They'd stay the whole time. Yeah, so then I got that group to attend. And then um, in February, I would do Valentine flowers. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd call a lot of my, my guy clients and right. say, hey, we're going to do free Valentine flowers. Uh, me and uh, a lender of mine, we would order them, and then we'd sit and put all the arrangements together. And they'd come by at a certain time and pick, pick them up. up. And we got to talk. Right. And then I did an um, Easter egg hunt. I tried to do an Easter egg hunt again right. for the kids. 
Yeah, fun. So you're, you're very uh, intentional yes. about this, and so obviously that takes some planning and organization, but it does. certainly uh, not only fun, adds value, uh, but, but generate some connections. I usually always get referrals or someone's like, you know, I'm thinking about selling now. I'm like, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it brings up the topic of who's going to yeah. gonna do that. And usually I've got to keep my phone out because I'm busy and jot it down in my notes. So I don't right. remember if I had four or five. Okay, who are those four or five people? I can only count two. Right, right. Yeah, so super, super great idea. Now, as you look back, is there you know, anything that you would have done differently? Yes. Oh, what is it? And it took me probably about three years to figure this out. And once I did, I'm like, why did I not do this earlier? Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> when I started, my kids were like, I don't know, four and nine. My husband traveled Monday through Friday. So I had them during, during the week and, you right. know, weekends and activities and things like that. And I was so hungry and I love what I did. It's like someone called, oh, yeah, I'll show you a house at this. Oh, you want to see this? Oh, no problem. And my kids are like, we don't see you anymore. You said we were going to Six Flags and you're canceling. I'm like, I know, but mom's got to go show a house. And so oh. then I started thinking, wait a second. So then I'm like, you know what? My son played baseball. I'm like, I'm not missing his game. So when someone said, can I just see a house at two? I said, you know what? I'm so sorry I'm already booked at two. I can do 10 or I could do this. Which one works better? So the main thing is, is I finally figured out you plan your family time, uh, your church time. You get all of that in your books, and you plan clients around. And do you know, after all these years, I've never lost a client because I couldn't show them exactly when they wanted. Yeah, they so didn't need to know I was at a baseball game. I had an appointment. Yeah, you, you were booked. Didn't yeah. you? So you, you figured out how to time block yes. your personal time. Yes. That you was know, huge. I'm, I'm so here, so glad to hear you share that because you know, I work with a lot of agents all, all across the, the, the world. Yeah. And you know, one of them I know one day... Uh, their daughter came came to her and said, you know, I, I don't know who you are. Yeah. And at that point, she had a breakdown. Yeah, I and, can. And I it can. took that for her to learn what you just shared. So hopefully many of you that yeah. are struggling with your time blocking and scheduling or just the feeling, the, the, the feeling that, well, I I'm let gonna, him down. I'm going to lose the client. Yeah. Right. You won't. And are you going to you know, give your family up for the client when, when, yeah. when you simply time block and say, well, you know, here's when I am available. Uh, that everyone's going to accommodate. And with kids, another time, too, something I did, and it really helped, is I'm like, I know mommy's working. If I can do X, make, sell X many houses or make X amount of money, what do we all want to buy together as a family? Mm -hmm. And so they had input. They go, we want to see do. I went, okay, when mommy gets this amount. And so at that point, they were like, you're leaving again? They go, oh, go, mom, go. Yeah, you know, yes, they the they, and they got the sea do. That's awesome. So they kind of were part of that goals. Yeah. You know, let's set a goal as a family, and they got rewarded with that too. So they kind of felt like it was yeah. part of it, and it wasn't as yeah. mommy's leaving me. Oh, good, she's doing something for me instead. Yeah. So what, what a great uh, nugget there to share. What, was that hard to make the switch to be more intentional about managing your time that way? No, because once the light bulb went off, I mean. Once I, it went off, you just. I, 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 I'm like, I had such peace. Right. I mean, I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do with the kids. If, if, I, if I, I don't, I never missed a baseball game, you I'd know? I'd love to hear you say that because what you said, you were at peace. I was at peace. It gave you a calm. Yeah. Because I know some of, them that, some of our folks that we've talked to this week actually yeah. are, 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 are in uh, stress over, over this exact issue. So uh, I'm glad you, you brought that up and shared it. I mean, I remember when I was, I was at that time um, when 
other people would drop their kids off and we kind of shared time like okay i've got to go show so i'll drop them off so i had like four kids in my house right. and i got a call from a guy wanting me to list a five hundred twenty-five thousand dollar home can you come today i'm thinking no i'm actually at an appointment right now would you mind if we did it tomorrow i have this time or this time available which one works right and if they think you're available all the time then they're going to abuse that if they think you're busy and you're you're scheduled yeah. They respect that. Yeah. You don't lose a client. Yeah, just like any other professional. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier that, you know, we need to have multiple sources of leads. Yeah. T tell us a little bit about what, what's your, your most productive lead source and what's your least productive? My most productive is uh, my past clients in my sphere. Right. I mean, I just cultivate that. Right. And, and probably 75, 80% of my business has always been that. Right. Um, I used to get Zillow leads, and that was really lucrative. It started not to be lucrative for me. Mm -hmm. I think the worst is uh, mail outs right now. You know, when you right. mail. So your like mail outs it, aren't working at all? They haven't for quite a while. Right. I tracked what I did. Now, my, my, like, I'll do three mail outs to my sphere, like calendars and things like that. Yeah. Those are okay because they keep them on your refrigerator. But, like, if I do a mass mail out to a farm, I did that for a long time, didn't get anything. And, and a professional company was doing the stuff. Right. So I think, and then. At one point, you know, Mark, I was sending things out. I was doing Brian Buffini for a while, and I uh -huh. sent out my item of value every month. Mm -hmm. You know, by the time my, my, my admin put it together and we paid for it and did, and did all of that, and I thought, you know what, before I start the next year, let me see what's working and what's not. So I called about six or eight people, and I said, I need your brutal honesty. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Um, I'm sending this to you. Are you reading it? Are you opening it? All of them said, no, we just don't have time. We know it's from you. I'm so sorry. It ends up in the trash. Right. And one person says, well, it makes me think of you, but no, I'm not reading it. Right. And I said, okay, so what, what would work? What would, what would interest you if I sent you something? Mm -hmm. And they mentioned, I said, uh, a market update. I said, maybe on Facebook or something like a postcard. They said, either one. Something they can glance at, get it, and throw it away. Got but it. I'm thinking I had to quit that because everybody I talked to, no one was opening it. Yeah, so they all love market updates. We know the two. They love market updates. The two uh, you know, biggest questions, you know, how's the market and right. what, what's my home worth? Yeah. And, and we have a great tool, Buy Side, yeah. that uh, our uh, agents can leverage to, to help uh, consumers understand uh, both those questions, how's yeah. the market and uh, uh, what their home is worth. Well, so so awesome. So So you have a... Successful, uh, well-rounded business. You've got some great vacations planned. We do. That's that's my work money. I work to travel. Yeah, super <laughs> excited about that. And I know you're part of uh, the leadership team within the uh, the uh, JPAR, trying to uh, help uh, more agents network and share best practices. Tell yes. us a little bit about that. Well, we're we've, we're trying to start a luxury division. And we're trying to get people that are already doing luxury and people that want to do luxury properties to right. get together, to network and share, hey, what's working, what's not working? Oh, my right. goodness, our market's shifting. What do we need to do? How does our advertising need to change? Right. Um, we were also talking about, okay, let's pull together what resources. Who knows a, you know, different, different service providers right. that are more scaled toward, you know, the upper-end clients. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I think we're going to do the next one coming up not in not too long, but uh, we want to do it at one of our luxury listings. So we're going to do it at one of our listings and, yep. and have a great networking event. And we are. Share best practices. So. And we're also working on some luxury training, too, yeah. um, with Capital Title. Yeah. Good. So I've got something planned for that in September, <clears throat> and I'm working on something for maybe November on that. Yeah. So good. stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> well, any last words of wisdom, last tips for the audience before we wrap up? 
think the, the main thing is re relationships. Uh, you're in a, in a business that building relationships is the hub of your whole business. Right. You've got to um, get to know your clients, listen to their needs, their wants, try to pay attention to them. It's not a transaction. It's right. about the people. Yeah. And so when I do my business, I'm like, well, you're going to be a client for life. So yeah. you're not just a, a, a notch. Yeah. Not, you know? a, not a transaction, but the long-term value of a relationship. It is. It is. Yeah. And that's kind of, they become my friends and they become long-term clients. Yeah. And they're not going to do business with you unless they know you care. For sure. That's the first. Well, there you have it. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> You're and welcome. Sharing your story. And we'll see you soon on another episode of Success Superstars. <laughs>